coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I always say there's four pillars to health. There's, there's fitness, there's nutrition, but then there's also sleep and stress. And mm-hmm. to your point, I think sleep is the foundation of health. I think oftentimes we, we look at fitness. Like I worked out today, cool, you got six hours of sleep, you're stressed at your job and you ate garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if, if, if you had to pick one of those four, to get rid of, I would actually pick the working out. Oh, you know, there's, you feel good, you need muscle, et cetera. But right. if you're not doing the other three, the working out is significantly diminished. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was five, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed Jason Ackerman of Own Your Eating. Jason is a three-time CrossFit affiliate owner with over 25 years experience in health and fitness. We discuss many topics around nutrition, mindset, and sleep. We also touched on his six-week nutrition reset, keys to making lifestyle changes, sleeping tips, his carnivore eating, reasons to stop dairy, and his one tip to get your body back to what it once was. I really enjoyed my interview with Jason. I know you will too. And thanks so much for listening and enjoy the interview. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I have a special guest, Jason Ackerman of Own Your Eating. Welcome to the show. Do you call all of your guests special or was that just uh just <laughs> you're probably like the third person i've done that to i know i know i do that whenever i have someone <laughs> like, we have a special guest i'm like well if everyone's special who's actually special you're all Thank special you. you're all special so yeah welcome to the show i'm excited to have you on no i've known jason for a while we did we were part of a mastermind group back uh, a few years back and uh we've retouched and rekindled our little relationship here and we're ready to go. So um, maybe tell the audience what your background is. And um, yeah, I know you're in, obviously in health and wellness and um, I know you do a lot of nutrition coaching and, and so on and so forth. So tell us. Ooh, I'm responsible for my own introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny because I always tell people I've been involved in the fitness industry for over 25 years, which a just makes you a little bit older, but I did start relatively young. I'm 42 and it's coming up on probably closer to like 28, 29 years. It was my first job and pretty much my only job has been inside the walls of gyms from personal training to CrossFit affiliates to now really, I suppose, outside of the walls virtually. I mean, everyone's kind of shifted to that virtual you know, subcategory. And yeah, like you mentioned, I own Own Your Eating with my wife, Roz, Mm -hmm. our nutrition company. And then I also have another company called Best Hour of Their Day, where we focus on coaches development, specifically CrossFit coaching. Mm. And um, with Own Your Eating, I know you have a bunch of programs out there. Uh, First one that hit me was uh, you have a six-week nutrition reset. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's really Roz's brainchild. She started this six-week reset, as most people, you know, I don't know when this will go up, but we're recording it relatively early in the year. And what would you say, about 99% of the uh, U.S. population makes 
or some sort of resolution. And I would say mm. of those 99%, 99% are health and fitness related. And as you know, based on the name of the podcast, you know, nutrition is the foundation. So that reset is really just, you know, you've been through the holidays, maybe 2020 got away from you on many different levels, but nutrition and health and fitness included. And the six weeks is, hey, let's dial it back in. It starts off with really a big focus on, like you say, eating clean, quality foods. And then as people are having success with that, we start to add the component of weighing and measuring. So a little more macro base there. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, you know, as far as nutrition is concerned, is, is do you just preach mainly whole foods or, or what can I, you know, I know there's different camps of, of individuals and I'm not to say that you have to be in one, right. But what, what, what's your blueprint when it comes to, you know, eating foods? And, yeah. I think like you said, whole foods, you know, there's a few different ways to describe it in the CrossFit world. We'd say eat meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, which is the whole food variety. And I always like to joke, not whole food like the store, mm -hmm. but whole foods like, hey, if you send this piece of food back in a time machine, many generations, your relatives, you know, our ancestors would be like, cool, this is food. I'm going to eat it. You know, you send some broccoli or a piece of raw meat back, they'd be like, cool, it's, you know, maybe there's fire. We'll cook this thing up. You send the Twinkie back in a time machine and they'd probably sniff it, throw it around a little bit, you know, then maybe one brave caveman ancestor would take a bite out of it. But, you know, the other, the other analogy I'm sure you've used is the perimeter of the supermarket. Mm -hmm. But there's one important thing to add to that. You know, we tell people shop on the perimeter. However, in, at least where we live right now, in that perimeter is the bakery. Mm. so don't don't, don't, there. <laughs> don't you know skip the bakery you know pass by the black and white cookies and you know keep it to <laughs> keep it to the rest of the perimeter uh black and white cookies so you, wait where are you based out of new york well or i'm from new york my entire life moved to florida mm. that's when when you and i were talking more often i was in florida now we're in colorado okay yeah because black and white isn't that from new york is that a New York? That's thing? yeah. That's a that's yeah. a. I mean, I think it's a Everywhere. nationwide thing, but I think it probably was made famous in the uh, <laughs> bakeries of Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, as far as like um, challenges, I also noticed you have a thirty day tra transformation challenge. I like to look for different challenges because I have a twenty one day challenge. Um, what's the thirty day transformation challenge all about? 30 days was just a little more aggressive, you know, right away diving into the macros as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think people, you know, I think the reality of all challenges are, hey, this has to become something that's sustainable, whether it's your 21 days, 30 days, 60 days. Right. Challenges are great. They're usually a kick in the butt for a lot of people, the catalyst for some bigger, better, broader changes. But a challenge will only take you so far. You know, unless you're looking to peak or unless you're looking to, you know, show up on a specific day, the goal is, hey, after these 21 days, what do days 22 or what do days 31 or 61 look like? So the, I'd say the shorter the challenge, probably the more aggressive it is, you know, for people also to know, hey, I can make it through 21 days or I can make it through 30, where the difference is with that 60-day challenge is we're trying to also 
build some really good lifelong sustainable habits. Right. Right. Exactly. Like it's all about making, like we always say, like it's you know a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. Um, what are some keys to make it a lifestyle change? You think that, you know, you have, you know, I have challenges, you have challenges to get past those 30 days and then keep going with it. What are some of the keys for that? I think two major keys are give your members, your athletes, you know, your, the clientele that are signing up small wins, mm-hmm. you know, small wins such as, Hey, you drank a glass of water on day one. You're winning. You know, that was, that was all you were expected to do, you know, in a 21 or even 30 day challenge, you probably need to give them more than that if they actually want to see the results, but compounding wins. I think that's one. And then two would be setting them up for success when real life happens. You know, you can live in a bubble for 21, even six. I mean, we've lived in a bubble for nearly a year at this point, but you know, you, you need to set them up for success. Like what does it look like when, you know, you take your significant other out to dinner. What does it look like when your kid has a birthday party and there's a cake there and you don't want to be the weirdo dad who's like, no, I don't celebrate. You know, we need, we need to figure out what real life looks like. Yeah, that's a good point. It reminds me with like, I have two dogs and it's like, yeah, you can do a lot of great stuff in the house. You can take them for walks in the house and work on stuff in like a bubble, like you said, but when you bring them outside, like how do they perform when there's, you know, landscapers, another dog, and, you know, who knows being it as a distraction. I think the same thing runs true for humans, right? We, you know, you're driving, you're getting distracted every day by, you know, a Starbucks or a McDonald's on every corner. So how do you, you know, how, um, you know, how do you perform when you're outside of your own little bubble? I think that's a good point. You know, in this, this day and age, you're literally a text away from having, you know, cookies and cake delivered to your house. Oh. So it's, it's, it's gotten, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to get a treat, you had to actually leave your house and drive to the supermarket or the <laughs> deli or wherever you're going, where now, you know, Instacart or prime or whatever you use within 30 minutes, you can, you can have it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think McDonald's ran something not that long ago. Cause I remember listening on the radio, they were giving away free food all you had to do was download their app and just like go through their app. Cause obviously they want people using their app and getting used to that. So yeah, they were literally giving away free food just if you downloaded their app. So yeah. Who doesn't want a big Mac? <laughs> yeah. Convenience. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's all about convenience. Um, let's talk a little bit about mindset. Um, this keeps coming up. I think it's so important. I think it's something that maybe you, you know, I like to start with, with a lot of people, because if you don't have the right mindset, it's tough to make any other changes. Um, what type of things do you work on with people with mindset? The, the first thing I really try to dive into is understanding the why behind what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So many people, I think it's pretty um, just standard and expected these days. Like I want to be healthy. And unless you actually have a reason for wanting to be healthy, cookies will trump that idea of healthiness. And so we, we try to dive into people's why through their values and understanding, okay, these are your values. You know, for me, for example, my, my values, you know, we do our top five and they go health, family, meaningful work, excellence, and wealth. Mm-hmm. Those are my five values. So for me, when I look at something every day, 
I will choose a healthier option because health is my priority over something else. Or what that really looks like for me is if I have the choice between working out and work, I will work out. Now, you know, and obviously there's a balance there because meaningful work and wealth is, is part of our part of my values as well, but health is the number one. And, and that means that, and if I don't work out, if I don't eat right today, none of the other things matter. So understanding what people's values are, because I think a lot of people, and I've had this conversation, Hey, I see health is your number one, number two, you know, number five value. Maybe it really isn't. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. If it's not, but let's understand what that means to you. And, you know, most people, when they think about their why, it comes down to their family. They want to be there for their significant other, their kids, their grandkids, et cetera. And it's that reminder. Like, it's not about the scale. It's can you squat down and pick up your kids? Right. Yeah, no, I love how you bring up, you know, your top five values. Um, I would probably put health up there. I feel like it's always top of mind. You know, it's always a priority. Um, another big priority that I always try to ca- focus people on is sleep. Um, it, do you find that that comes up a lot? And what, what, what kind of tips do you give around getting quality sleep? Yeah. You know, when we think about health, we often think of working out. That's right. what most people think about. And then secondly, I think people understand the importance of nutrition. I, I always say there's four pillars to health. There's, there's fitness, there's nutrition, but then there's also sleep and stress. And mm-hmm. to your point, I think sleep is the foundation of health. I think oftentimes we, we look at fitness. Like I worked out today. Cool. You got six hours of sleep. You're stressed at your job and you ate garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if, if, if you had to pick one of those four to get rid of, I would actually pick the working out. Oh, you know, there's, you feel good. You need muscle and et cetera. But right. if you're not doing the other three, the working out is significantly diminished. So, the, you know, something I focus on and in my I've shifted over that, you know, I used to, we used to watch Netflix in bed. We used to, you know, have a TV in the bedroom. Since we moved here, there's no TV in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, we, we bring our device in for a Kindle. Like we allow ourselves to read in bed, mm-hmm. but, but no television. We just try to get to bed earlier. You know, we're in bed, ideally lights out by 10. You know, neither of us have to set an alarm right now, but you know, we're typically up by six thirty, seven at the latest. So I think it's, really just eliminating those distractions, which for most of us are your phones or your iPads or your computers, and then creating a routine of, okay, I get to bed you know, by 9.30, I read for 30 minutes and I fall asleep. You know, the less stuff going on in the bedroom. And then, you know, our dogs do not sleep in the bedroom with us. I know a lot of people allow that. That's always been something I've, uh, you know, my dogs snore like crazy. So they would keep me up, you know, uh, they, they move around. So one, once we're in bed, it's like, Hey, let's try to get the best quality sleep. We, we both wear earplugs. We both have eye masks when it starts to get bright. So little things like that actually go quite a long way. Yeah. I love how you bring up like a sleep routine. People think about routines. They, they, you know, they think about other things. They don't necessarily think about, you know, having like a sleep routine. Um, and I love how no TV in the bed. I was lucky all growing up. I never had a TV in the bed. I've never, I don't think I've ever had a TV in a bed, which is great. I am moving and there will be a TV, but uh, I think I'm so used to not having one that I won't, I won't be, um, I'll try not to turn that on. Um, what about, um, 
and you talk about your dogs as well. Um, so your dogs don't sleep in the bed and they sleep in another room, right? Yeah, we, you know, we have three dogs. Oh. One of them who's sleeping on my feet right now. I don't know if you can pick up his snoring. He's a French bulldog. Okay. He snores like crazy. Um, you know, and the other two would just be moving around. So they sleep in the mudroom behind a gate. They have their own little space. They each have their own bed. That's and they nice. probably, they're probably like, hey, we don't let humans sleep with us. So, right. you know, it works both ways. I was, whenever someone tells me their dogs, which I, you know, part of me wishes we let them sleep with us. We love our dogs, but I'm right. like my sleep, you know, it goes back to health and then family. My dogs are my family, but my yeah. health is my priority. No, it's smart. I mean, I have two dogs. I just got another dog and he's two years old and we, he has his own bed. They both sleep in their beds next to our, be our bed but he's been sneaking up and he's so small. You don't even know he's in there. I'll wake up. It's like four in the morning. He's curled up next to me. It's like, Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I recently when I'm re in September. I did travel and I drove and I brought the little guy with me and that was fun. I let him sleep in the bed with me in the hotel. It was like yeah. vacation, but yeah, he would wake me up. He'd constantly be burrowing underneath me. Snoring. I would be right. pushing him away because he'd be snoring so loud. It's amazing what a little 20 pound dog, yeah. the, the amount of noise they can make in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, also regarding routines, we talk about sleep routine. What's your morning routine? I'm a big morning ritual guy. I like to ask my guests this. So what is your morning routine? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'll talk to you about it, but I do think like you said, so many people put such an emphasis on their morning routine and no emphasis on their evening routine. So right. I do think, I do believe they're equally important because they, the evening routine sets you up for success in the morning. So yeah. in the morning for me, the, the short, quick things that kind of start my day, I go to the bathroom. I always weigh myself mm. and I weigh myself just a, it gives me an idea of where my body's at and, and what the foods I ate the day before, how they've impacted me. And I think for a lot of people, simple, simply the act of stepping on the scale can rein them in. When I see that number creeping up, if I've been a little too lenient with my diet, it's a reminder of that day, hey, bring it back in. Mm -hmm. So I, I always step on the scale in the morning and then I go into the kitchen and speaking of the dogs, I fill up their water bowls. I give them fresh water every day, but mm -hmm. then I drink about 32 ounces of water myself. So I, I fill up, I have a, a Yeti bottle that I fill up and I, and I, don't really do anything else until you know, it takes 30 seconds, but I take that down. Mm -hmm. And then my new routine since the holidays, because my wife got me an awesome present is pour over coffee. So super hipster, right? Like, nice. And it's just a little meditative routine, but I look forward to my morning coffee. And then I usually sit down with, with Rocky, the Frenchie on my lap and read for, mm -hmm. you know, 20 to 30 minutes while I sip that coffee. And from there, the, depending on the day I, I like to journal. So I might journal at that point and ultimately leading to my, to my workout in the morning. So okay. about an hour, an hour, really the first hour of my day is pretty chill. I, I do my best to avoid my phone, my computer, mm -hmm. any of that stuff. And cause once you do that, you're just in defense mode. Right. Rain, yeah, exactly. Those devices will just rein you in. I, I, I do the same thing. I actually get up and do you take them? Well, I take my dogs for walks first thing. Um, they, they're used to going for a morning walk. Um, and then what, so you normally have coffee, work out a, a, after about an hour, right? 
and then so you're doing some type of obviously we all do fasting to some degree right because we don't eat overnight but do you do you incorporate some type of fasting in your routine yes and no um i, I don't eat before i work out so i wind up typically not eating my first meal till 10 30 11 okay. you know i'll work out you know get 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 a few things done maybe i also then like to take the dogs for a walk depending on the weather and you know they'll probably eat at 11 and i probably most nights stop eating at around eight. So, you know, 15 hour fast or so, but there are definitely days where I've got calls that start at that point and I, I'm not afraid to fast. I just don't purposely do it in the past. I've fasted every day and, and I think it's a great thing. I just, now I'd say probably twice a week, do I extend beyond 16 hours and then, and relying on all my experience fasting, it's, I, I've never, upset about it. I just, right. you know, it, you, you realize when you fasted often enough, like you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always say fasting is like a great tool to just have in the toolbox, right? If you've never done it, you should try it. It doesn't mean you have to do it every day per se. Um, I'm, I like to, I enjoy it. Sometimes I do longer ones. If I don't feel like doing longer ones, I do shorter ones, but yeah, it's just a tool to have. Um, and what would you say typical meals are like? Um, I know you talk a lot about macros. Are there certain, you know, so, sort of like macro counts that you're looking for, for you or even for well, your clients? Yeah. I would say right now I'm a little different than my clients since mm -hmm. about July, I've been doing carnivore. So you familiar uh, with carnivore? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I've been super, I wouldn't say strict isn't the right word. Cause I never feel like it's, I want to deviate, but I've been pretty much 100% carnivore since just a random day in July, we were having breakfast, my wife and I, and I was eating bacon and eggs. Mm -hmm. And she had heard me talking about carnivore since probably that January, January's mm -hmm. World Carnivore Month. And I had seen people like Joe Rogan and Mark Bell, and then ultimately Dr. Paul Saladino, mm -hmm. who I started talking to, discussing carnivore. And it was just a day in July. I said, you know, maybe next week or the week after, I'm going to actually give it a go. And she said, just start, just do it. You're eating bacon and eggs. You're on it. And it was that moment. And since then, so now we're in January, it's been over six months. So my typical breakfast is four eggs, three slices of bacon, three sausages, three ounces of smoked salmon. So that's typically how I would break my fast in the morning. And then I, you know, there's obviously different methods of fasting. Once I eat that breakfast, I really don't eat again until dinner. So I, in the middle of my day, I go about seven or eight hours also without eating. And that, that breakfast is so satisfying and satiating, right. tons of fat in it. I feel great throughout the day. Okay. So when you say carnivore, you know, some people might think, oh, he's just eating meat, but you know, you're eating eggs and bacon and other things. Um, what about organ meats? I do eat daily organ meats. So yeah, I eat, it's meat. I would say the only deviation from meat for me right now is eggs. Well, and let me make one other small caveat. I've incorporated a little bit of fruit into my diet as well. Mm -hmm. So for the first maybe five months, it was strict and I had cheese and then I was having a little bit of gut issues and I cut cheese out and realized it's not my fun. body was not, yeah, my yeah. body was not tolerating cheese. Little things too. I would get dry skin. Mm. None of that's happening anymore. So it's pretty amazing. The impact were, of, yeah, you were getting dry skin from what? What do you think it was? I, I think it was the cheese. Okay. 
any any dairy really i didn't have a lot of dairy but i noticed when i would have so i have a beard but <laughs> i would get like flaky skin under my beard oh okay and it, you know it's like basically it was like dandruff on your head but under my beard and I would use like head and shoulders on my beard and it would go away. <laughs> but then if I have cheese, it would come back. And then when I cut cheese out, I've not had that issue. Mm. And my stomach's been great. My stomach was having digestive yeah. issues. Now I no longer do. So yeah, I have eggs along with any meat, you know, like I said, the bacon, the sausage, I have steak or chicken wings. And, and then I incorporate liver and heart on a daily basis. Mm. And hot, you know, I just had heart, my wife prepared heart the other day and it was, it was actually good. It was like a, maybe like a tougher beef tenderloin, I would say. Yeah, it's hard is very steakish. Yeah. Yeah. Just firmer. That was the one thing I got from it. But, um, but so you, are you making that? Or are you taking that uh, through supplementation? No, no. I, I ordered uh, months ago enough that I still have plenty. <laughs> and I may, probably once every five or six days, I open one of the patties and they come individually wrap the heart and the liver. I open them up, slice it up, throw it on a pan. I'm not really doing it for the taste. I'm doing it for the nutri right. nutrients and the fuel. Right. Um, and I, I, I try to have like four ounces combined of, of the two organ meats per day. And it's actually the, probably what I'll eat after this. With, with the liver, how do you prepare that? Do you soak that in milk? And well, obviously you're not soaking it in milk because dairy is not good for you, but, or yeah, no, you're just sauteing it. I'm just, yeah, I'm actually, I'll eat like a, as I open the new pack, I'll typically eat like two ounces raw. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that was something I learned from Dr. Paul Saladino. He'd be a great guest. Happy to introduce you. Yeah. And, great. and uh, he wrote a book called the carnivore code. And so I have like a small slice raw and then I'll just, I usually cut it all into just cubes, mix it, stir fry it all in a pan with a little avocado spray mm -hmm. and then just put it in a big Tupperware and take, like I said, about four ounces out per day okay. of the combination. And I'm not eating it for taste. I'm not eating it really for, because I'm hungry. I'm literally only eating it because I know it's nutritious. Right. Yeah. I, I got to start trying that. And so raw, how was that raw? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> again you're not doing it because it tastes good you're literally I just trust it's me. like back yeah. it's no different than doing a shot when you're you know 21 <laughs> you're you're not doing it for the taste of the fireball you're doing it to get drunk it's just <laughs> like i'm not doing it for the taste of liver i'm doing it for the uh nutritious value right oh, I, wow. like you know if someone's listening to this Consult with your doctor. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe find a recipe. Start with that because you know there's plenty of recipes out there. I actually interviewed a woman who came out with a recipe book just for organ meats. Ashley Van Hooten. I don't know if you. Oh, know. look her up for sure. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, growing up in New York, a Jewish grandma, I'd love to learn how to make chopped liver. Maybe one day I'll make that. Yeah, there you go. Um, I know I've been ordering those liver worsts from U.S. Wellness Meats. Have you tried those? No, I'm not. Is it just uh, cuts of meat, cuts of liver? Um, there's more. There, there's yeah, there yeah, there's organ meats in there. It's like a, it almost looks like salami, but it's just a blended up organ meats in there. It's it's, it's good. Cool. Yeah, put it with eggs. Uh, salami becomes my snack. So then you know, you yeah. eat, eat like any diet. You want to satisfy your emotional cravings as well. Like you know. We talk about going to bed early. We usually get on the couch at maybe eight o'clock, 
watch something together, chill out together, and I'll have some salami or some pork rinds. You know, okay. so I'm still getting, you know, a little bit of a snack before I go to bed. And yeah, it's it's funny how you can change your your palate and your taste buds. Yeah, no, that is true. You don't, you're not, are you, do you have any cravings for like anything sweet? Because I like, you know, do you do any cheap foods on this car, on a carnivore? I've, I've not cheated once since yeah. starting. Like I said, I've incorporated a little bit of fruit back into my diet, about 200 grams of berries or mandarins, just, just cause I think it, it's probably okay to have, you know, car, you know, I'm trying to live as if a caveman would live. And if they found a little bit of fruit every day, they would eat it, but they, they would eat primarily meat. So I'm trying to have some of that, but, but really. Have you noticed a difference in your body, your energy, anything since you started doing this? It's the best I've ever felt. Yeah. It's truly the best. I've, you know, while, while I say that this isn't for everybody, yeah. I've, I've you know, hardly left my house since March. So it's easy to eat this way. The handful of times I've gone out to eat chicken wings or a five guys, even, you know, just get the meat, the burgers. But I can tell you from, from a few different perspectives, a I'm happy with how I look and I've been lean in the past doing macros, doing other uh, plans, but I find this to be low stress. I'm like, Hey, either it's meat or it's not. If it's meat, I can eat it. And I don't really limit myself to how much I try to eat till I'm full and not overdo it. I, my performance, I've trained CrossFit and my performance is great. And I have really sustained energy throughout the day. I would, I would equate it to like we were talking about earlier, fasting. You know, people that fast right. realize you get kind of this clarity, you get this extended energy. You don't have these dips and valleys like you do when, when you're eating throughout the day. And I think this is the closest I've been to that. And yeah, I'm just, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm sleeping well. And, and like I said, it's, it's, it's low stress. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the simplicity of it too, is makes it easy to follow, right? There's, you know, meat and like eggs pretty much. Right. Um, just keep you, it. You, yeah. Keep it. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I have a few clients that I've worked with on it and it's simple, not easy. Right. You know, it's simple in the sense, you know, if you made one of those charts, like I said, is it meat? Yes. Eat it. No, don't eat it. <laughs> but, you know, I have a pregnant wife and she has food in the in the house that's not meat. And you asked if I have cravings. I, I, I don't want to say I never have cravings, but I will say I feel good enough that that overcomes the cravings. Yeah. You know, you know, I have a pregnant wife too. We have a lot in common here. <laughs> <laughs> when does she do? Uh, end of June. Uh, we're, we're due next month, February. Oh, okay. You're ready maybe, to go. Yeah. Maybe by the time this is out, she's here already. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, yeah, that's, um, yeah, you keep hearing, um, there's definitely a carnivore movement going on and I'm, I, I actually used to not have meat hardly at all. I was sort of like a pescatarian for a while. And then when the, when the quarantine hit, you know, I started lifting out at home, lifting at home more. And then I always ate a lot at home, but I just started to get way away from like the big salads and some of these veggie burgers. And, and I've just gotten more like carnivore ish, I would say, you know, I still have some things here and there, um, maybe some vegetables here and there, but, um, yeah, I, my body changed. I got stronger and I could noticeably see a difference in the way, way I performed and felt. Um, so it's been a good thing for me too. 
And then, yeah, getting into organ meats. I use a little bit with ancestral supplements um, and every so often just to stay consistent, but I'll have to, I'll have to um, maybe give that a go, you know, try your just heart and liver and just saute them then. Uh, maybe we- yeah, I'm, I'm by no means a good cook. So I literally just, right. like I said, cook it, throw some salt on it, eat it. And, um, and you're still doing CrossFit, I see. Oh, yeah, I'm wearing a shirt. Uh, yeah, every, <laughs> you know, five mornings a week, I'd say, whether in the garage here, we have a nice little setup, or we go to a local affiliate down the road, Ralston Creek. Um, yeah, 9 a.m.-ish every day, mm-hmm. hit something. Yeah. And then what about um, uh, your certification course? Maybe we'll just touch on that. Uh, um I know you've had that since I've known you, right? Has that changed or have you done anything differently with that course? No. So we do have the own your eating certificate course and yeah, it's changed a little bit in the fact that Roz has made it significantly more robust. You know, mm-hmm. we started off and it was great. You know, it has CEUs for NASM, AFA and CrossFit. And I think recently they were, they were bumped up because we've added so much to it, but yeah, great, great course for people looking to, either a just learn more themselves or b become coaches right yeah which is becoming a big field right a lot a lot of health a lot of health coaches uh i feel like and you know people are working from home more and more so um yeah and so i was going to ask you too what about um let's talk about I noticed on your website, seven nutrition mistakes that people make. I figured that'd be a good topic to maybe touch on. Um, what, what's some of the mistakes that you see and how can they can sort of correct them? You know, there's, there's, I think for a lot of people, just the, we grow up and we are bombarded with information on nutrition mm-hmm. and it becomes kind of the gospel and our, you know, our parents, the generation that we grew up in, you know, I was a kid of the eighties and nineties really for some reason, you know, thought they knew everything. Your parents are a big uh, shifter of, of, of your nutrition beliefs and you're kind of prone to whatever they taught you. And, and a lot of that would be, you know, whether it's fat free or carbs are bad for you. So I think one of the biggest inconsistencies people have is just, the imbalance of, of what they're eating. So many people that we talk to, whether their macros are just way out of whack, like, and that typically looks like very high carbs, very low protein, or inconsistencies in their calories. You know, I, I listen to numerous radio shows and podcasts where, you know, the solution for most people when it comes to losing weight is like a 700 calorie diet. You know, it goes back to those challenges. Will that work for a day, two days, a week? Sure. But at some point you're binging. So, you know, just finding that balance. Uh, other, other little things are water intake. Mm. You know, people are, walk around in this state of dehydration. You know, that's something I'm always, I've carried a gallon jug for like the last 30 years. Yeah. So just drinking same enough one? water. Same one? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a lose, few new ones over yeah, the years. Okay. Yeah. You know, most reason, people, th- most people think that they're hungry, but they're actually dehydrated. Right. Yeah. And that, that's a tip that I give to people. Hey, when you really feel hungry, like you want to, whether it's, I'm just hungry, I'm going to eat anything or B, I'm going to have a, I'm going to give into this craving. 
drink a tall, you know, have my bottle and I will drink that and then wait five minutes. Right. You still want it, consider it, but maybe you were just thirsty or maybe that, you know, it's no different. I heard somebody talking about uh, quitting smoking and they said, you know, you have to kind of live in that suffering a little bit. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, when you want that cigarette or you want that, you know, sugary food, you know, sit with it for a minute. Right. Cause if you're, you know, it's like having a baby, right? Every time it cries, are you trying to soothe it or are you letting it kind of, Sit. you know, figure this thing out? Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I like that term, like sort of live, live, in, live in your suffering for a bit. I think that like we have such like, we want everything now. I remember like cravings or hunger. If I had an inkling of, before I started doing fasting, if I had an inkling of hunger, I just, you know, grab a, I don't know, grab a kind bar, you know, right away. But now it's like, since I've been, you know, since I've incorporated fasting, it's like you get, you still get hunger pains or waves, but they come and go and they leave and you have to sort of be patient, let them go. Or like you said, water's great as well. A little bit of sea salt in there too, you know, just to get some minerals. I throw, um, yeah, I throw some Himalayan uh, sea salt in my water. Yeah. It's great. Great little trick there. And I throw apple cider vinegar in it when I'm drinking it with a meal. I don't know if that does anything, but you know, I have a lot of things that I just yeah. do and people always ask what I do. And I'm like, that's what I do. I don't know that it works, right? but, but I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, it's good to test things out on yourself and see what works for you and what does it. It's like you said, like, you know, you're doing carnivore and that's not for everybody. And it's like the ultimate elimination diet, right. Per se, but, um, dairy like you know your experiment with dairy i mean you know if, if your digestion isn't working or you're getting dandruff on your beard you know <laughs> then maybe you should you know try eliminating some things and see how you know it's like if i ever have you know if i ever have gas i'm like well what did i you know like i might have had onions or something or you know something might have set that off um yeah you know. it's funny you know it depends on the value of it i've, I've had this kind of itchy beard for years now and I didn't know, I thought it was just my skin and it wasn't until I had gut issues. I had like, for like two weeks, my stomach was really off and I realized I was eating a lot more cheese than usual. And it wasn't, you know, so for me, it was like, Hey, uh, dandruff in my beard, acceptable for cheese, you know, but my stomach hurting this much, not acceptable, you know? And so I cut it out for my stomach. And then it wasn't until I did that, that I realized the other, you know, issues that it was causing. And, and, you know, going back to your cravings question, it is the, you know, carnivore is the ultimate really elimination diet. And I think that's part of the, the reason that for me, it's easy not to want to cheat because I'm, I'm truly concerned. Like if I have cookies, what will that do to my stomach? What will, will I break out in a rash? So there is that in a good way, it's almost like freedom. Like I can have that stuff because I don't know the impact it'll have on my body. Right. Yeah. And and then when you mentioned dry skin, I was asking, cause I have some dry skin issues and I'm just curious what, what's it from? I mean, it only happens in the winter here in Chicago. So <clears throat> perhaps yeah, I mean, just... cold, cold yeah. Chicago could do it as well. But I think for a lo almost anyone I speak to when they're having skin issues, it, it's something food related. Right. It's an allergy to something. I mean, dry skin because you're out in the you know blistering cold, windy city is right. one thing. But I, I was having this issue 
when I was in Florida, no different mm-hmm. than when I was in Colorado. So yeah. I knew this was definitely, you, know, you see eczema, you see things like that. And you're like, right. something you're eating is causing that. But for a lot of people, like I said, it's not worth it enough. Like cool eczema, but I can eat cookies. Okay. <laughs> for me, it's not until you realize eczema is one small thing, you know, it's, it's a drug and the cheese, I wasn't eating pounds of cheese. I was having like three ounces, you know, it, and that, that was on a bad day. So when you realize hey, just that small drip every day is what's contributing to it. Right. Yeah. It adds up over time, you know? Um, this is a question I always ask, uh, my guests towards the end here. Um, what would be one tip that you would give, um, you know, someone that's middle-aged, uh, forties, fifties, even sixties, right? Am I middle-aged? Am I middle-aged? How old are you? 42. Okay. So I'm 40. We're both expecting kids. So yeah. Is this your first? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You have three dogs. I have two. (laughs) Very similar. We're both in cold areas. Yeah. You're in Colorado. I love Colorado. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> what would be one tip that you would give an individual looking to get their body back to maybe what it once was five, 10, 15 years ago? Cause you see that a lot, you know, middle-aged individuals, they just lose track of time with work and kids. What would be maybe one tip you'd give them? Ooh, there's so mm-hmm. many you want to give. I think, um, You know, obviously you would think about a little more and you get to know this person more, but if I blanket statement, yeah. busy person, you and I, I would say, get up 30 minutes earlier and do some activity. And, you know, we talked about how activity isn't the primary thing, you know, really nutrition is what's going to solve your problem. Right. But I believe if I can get you to get up earlier, create this new habit of the alarm goes off, I go to the garage and whether you have dumbbells, kettlebells or nothing, when you move for those 30 minutes, I think it will translate into a first win to start the day and it will be compounding to lots of little wins and you will naturally choose better food options throughout the day. Where I think if I would have just told you to eat better, you would have fallen off, Mm. you know, and, and hopefully if that 30 minute, you know, that 30 minutes makes you wake up at five, you know, now you're going to bed earlier, which we, you know, which means you're thinking, you know, all these little things. So if I can only give one piece of advice, wake up 30 minutes earlier and work out. Yeah. That's, I love that. Cause it's, you're trying to create some type of snowball effect, right? If you implement this one small habit, well then from there, maybe you'll want to watch what you're eating or, you know, eat better and go to sleep earlier um, and just be more productive throughout the day. But yeah, I agree. I mean, if you, I get so much accomplished first thing in the morning that, you know, getting up 30 minutes early for some type of routine can really sort of help the rest of your day. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot harder to swing by the McDonald's drive-through after working out than it would be, you know, otherwise. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you start taking care of your body and one way of doing that is working out. You're going to want to fuel it right and hopefully fuel it right and not make an excuse saying you just worked out now i can eat <laughs> eat eat junk which some people do but yes i agree that that is a good first step and like you said small wins right it's all about small exactly. wins well jason this was great tons of info and um where can people find you probably the best place to see everything would be on instagram coach okay. jason ackerman 
once you once you find me there, you'll find everything else. You'll find out, yeah. People oh, still ask media. where can I find you? It's, it's Google. Google Google somebody, you'll find them, right? Yeah, very true. Okay, definitely. On Instagram, I'll put some links in the show notes. Well, thanks, Jason. Uh, this was great. I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you, Brian. About to go have some liver and heart. And uh, I look forward to catching up again. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.